Welcome to the Rest, Eat, Move podcast by On Target Living. Welcome, everybody. This is uh, Chris Johnson, another podcast, On Target Living podcast, our Rest, Eat, Move. And um, I have my colleague here, Stephen Glenn, our uh, graphic uh, video, kind of does a little bit of everything for us, creative director, helps us make us look good. And we thought we were just talking the other day about why don't we have a holiday type podcast? And so today we're going to talk a little about holidays, the guilt, all the stuff that comes with that. But I thought it'd just be a good topic to have, and we're kind of going to go back and forth and kind of you're going to ask some questions, I'm going to ask some questions. We'll kind of go back and forth. So anyway, welcome. Good to see you. Good to see you too. So what's on your mind about the holidays? Well, I'll be honest. The thing that's on my mind right now is that I've been listening to your voice for like the last three weeks straight, working on your <laughs> audio book coming out soon. Yeah. So what he's saying to everybody is that uh, we have a new book. I've spent a couple of years writing it. It comes out uh, the week of December 13th. And then we have an audio book that comes with it. And it's 34 chapters, 385 pages. And so Stephen has to be, he has to edit all my mistakes. But uh, so that's what he's talking about. So what do we, what chapter are we on right now? Uh, I just exported 11. So we're moving right along. Fantastic. So I think I've recorded 19. So everybody did a little sneak peek. And then uh, he has the hard work of trying to make it sound good. So anyway, sorry about that. I try to have less <laughs> mistakes. Some are better than others, but certain days I, I step on my tongue a lot. But yeah, that's what you've been talking about. So. Yeah, so um, the holidays are coming up, and I'm not going to be here because I'm using up a bunch of PTO. Can you can you describe what the benefits are to taking time off? Well, I think the biggest thing for many people is they need a place to kind of rejuvenate, recharge. We talk a lot about resting and stillness and space. And for me, I think the holidays is a, a time for you to maybe get out of your routine a little bit. Um, let your hair down, get off the Ontario Living um, bus for just a little bit. And so I think my wife always says the best. She loves to see me over the holidays because I eat stuff that I probably don't eat during the year. Um, but I think it's a good thing when we try to eat healthy 24-7, that can be a problem. And I think there's so much misconceptions about food and eating healthy. And I think sometimes you can actually try to be too healthy. So I think the holidays is a time for many people to just to enjoy people, experiment. I love having hot chocolate and you can do the healthier hot chocolate, but the goal is you're trying to let, take a break and let your body recover and enjoy the holidays and your family and your friends and everything that goes with it. So can you talk about the 80-20 rule briefly um, and how that fits into the holiday? Well, the 80-20 rule, you know, we've always taught, you know, how do you get people to learn how to pivot? And that's the magic. I mean, if we if we tell people to do this or you tell people to work out this way or eat this way, it's too rigid. And so I think when you create a lifestyle that's rigid, it usually doesn't work for most people. Some people want to know exactly what to do and all of it. But that's generally not going to work long term. So the more fluid your lifestyle becomes, in my opinion, not only it's you feel like if I want to go to a special occasion and have some cake or a couple of beers, I don't even think twice about it. I don't feel guilty. But if you don't have that, that fluid, the ability to pivot, that's where people fail. And then think about the diet industry. It's 
it's a $60 billion industry with a 90 plus percent failure rate. So it doesn't work because it's too rigid. So the 80-20 rule is all about approximately 80% of the time, you're a little bit more intentional and the other 20% of the time, you don't worry so much about it. It's a special occasion. We just went up north last weekend. My father-in-law had his friend's 90th birthday party. Are we not going to have cake on our 90th birthday party? I think we are. Right. So I think that's when you think about the 80-20 rule and be intentional about it. So if you know you got something special coming up, yeah, I want to try this or do that. And so that's really where we came up with the 80-20 rule. It's like it's a way for you to create a lifestyle that you can repeat and not have to be so strict all the time. So for the holidays, you know, you kind of touched on this earlier, but you know, if you're gonna if you're gonna indulge, maybe before that, don't stop by the chick or visit your friend Wendy. Well, you know, you're making a good point because Kristen, my daughter Kristen, always says this best. Make it count. So if I'm going to have some cookies or I'm going to have ice cream or whatever it might be, my uh, my sister-in-law, Stephanie, for my birthday bought uh, Drosky salted caramel ice cream and gave it to me. Now, if you've never had it before, that's like the best ice cream in the world. It's from Indian River, Michigan. And... It's worth it. But why would I want to have some crummy ice cream and take that 80-20 rule and spend it on that? So Kristen's always talking about if you're going to do it, you might as well make it go after the best. Right. The best cookies, the best whatever. If you're going to get drink a glass of wine or a beer, you want to enjoy that and, 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 and experience it. So I think that's where you know people get sideways sometimes is that you don't want to spoil it on some, you know, stuff like you were just chatting about so yeah so that brings me to my next topic let's say i have an eight-hour road trip to go visit my family this christmas and on that trip there's you know how many fast food stops what's a good alternative to fast food or when is it okay to get fast food well for me personally you're probably talking to the wrong guy because i'm probably not gonna give fast food my money hardly ever so what I'm going to do is if I'm going to go on an eight hour road trip, I'm planning. So I'm putting all my good stuff in my car. I've got a cooler. I got all that. You know this. I come to work every day with a soft cooler. So right. and we have a refrigerator and a beautiful kitchen here. But to me, that's part of the planning process. If I'm going to plan, I want to feel really good. I want to have good energy because if I eat like crap, I'm probably not going to have good energy and I'm not going to have good you know, vitality and all this stuff. So especially when I do a road trip, and it's so easy to eat healthy in the car if you plan a little bit. The reason we came up with our food bars is we wanted a better option. And when I travel in the airport, there's not a whole lot of great bars. You got a Cliff Bar, and you got a Laura Bar, and you got, you know, RX Bars. Those are all fine, but I wanted one with a little bit higher in quality ingredients. And we found one in Traverse City, Michigan, and we loved you know, we love the whole the whole process around that. So that's part of planning, whether it's the holidays or during the year, what are you trying to accomplish? Because, you know, the statistics are real. I mean, the average person gains about 15 pounds from Thanksgiving to January 1. Right. That's a lot of weight to come back off of. Again, there's nothing wrong with gaining some weight and letting your hair down. But I don't know if I want to gain 15 pounds to have to work so hard versus let's try to keep that momentum Sure. And enjoy it, the 80-20 rule. So. so can you talk to me about what are, you know, you mentioned the on-target living bars, but 
you know, what are what are some other foods that you don't need to refrigerate or how that you could throw in the cooler, that kind of thing for your road trip? Well, one of the things would be is I'm going to do the oatmeal on the run because I can make the oatmeal on the run and it travels as we know. It travels really easy. So, you know, you just make sure it's not hot out and you keep it in the cooler and whatever. That would be one. Another one would be is if you have any kind of fruit, you know, such as apples or bananas or oranges, and I'm a big fan of dried fruit, so figs or mangoes or whatever, because they're sweet. Right. Get some nuts with that. It's some easy thing to do. Um, so those are the things I travel with and to make sure I'm hydrated and I got beverages I like to consume. I like kombucha. So kombucha is nice when I'm driving. It gives me that satisfaction. It's good for my gut health. So I really try to look at what do I have available, how long I'm going to be gone for, and then I'm going to plan accordingly. Like when I get back from an airport, I always have food in my soft cooler in my car. Because generally when I get out of the airport, I'm starving. And so I might have a banana and some nuts or an apple and whatever, or uh, harmless coconut water beverage. So those are things. But again, it's back to being a little more intentional. And I think that's the thing when you think about the holidays, we want to be a little more intentional of how we're spending our, you know, our 20. Right. That's what I'm a meal more intentional. I'm going to go and have cookies and I'm going to have cake and I'm going to have pie. I'm going to do all that stuff, have my hot chocolate. I'm not going to feel guilty at all about it, but I'm not doing it 24-7 for, you know, the next, you know, 40 days. Right, right. So if you if you maintain, you know, that healthy lifestyle kind of leading up to it and you don't, you know, stop by every fast food stop on the way to your big meal then you can just enjoy it and not say, you know, I feel like junk because I haven't eaten anything good in the last Yeah, week. and I think sometimes, like, for example, over Thanksgiving, I mean, we were just, we had two, we had five pies, we had, you know, two turkeys. It was incredible. My brother-in-law makes it. It's fantastic. But I got home that night and I go, oh my gosh, I just, I ate way too much. It's like a washing machine. I packed that washing machine so full didn't sleep well, didn't feel good. The next day kind of led into that little overeating, watching all the football games. So it just keeps rolling. You can see how people get sideways. So I'm just going to be more a little intentional. I'm going to stay with my regular lifestyle. still going to move my body, still going to do all that. But I'm going to go off, you know, some things I don't normally do and not feel guilty about it. Sure. And I think that's the challenge more and more people are facing. What are some things people should think about or do as far as the move aspect goes? Well, I think the, the thing, especially over the holidays, when we talk about stress and anxiety, and it just is what it is. People are really busy. Sometimes the family doesn't always get along great. Whatever it might be that causes people to be stressed over the holidays, money is another issue. But when I think about movement, it's such a big deal for me that creates that positive emotion. If you can just get people moving, they're going to sleep better. And so I'm not going to give up my movement and even if I'm really hurting for time, I might just kind of say, okay, can I stretch here for two or three minutes? Can I go for a walk? Can I get in my mini trampoline? But something I'm going to move my body because it's going to make me feel good. It's going to energize me. If I'm binge watching It's a Wonderful Life or whatever the movies are on, I mean, Wizard of Oz is always on in the holidays. It's a Wonderful Life, Miracle on 34th Street. Those are some of my favorites. But when I'm doing that, I'm on the mini trampoline, I'm using the foam roller, I'm still stretching and enjoying my my time binge watching whatever. But sure. movement's always going to be a big deal. And I think more and more people, if they're trying to help with stress and anxiety and the holidays, but, but what happens is we think, I'm going to go so intense 
You know, I mean, we used to have at the Michigan Athletic Club for Thanksgiving, we would have all these high intensity workouts in the morning of Thanksgiving. And there was never a busier day at our health club. So everybody's going to be a a 90 minute spin class. Why? Because people are purging to go eat. Again, I want you to move, but don't think you can out exercise a bad diet. And I think that's some of the mistakes people make over the holidays. I'm just going to go crazy and I'm going to get off the deep end, and then come January 1, you know, everything's perfect again. Let's just slowly enjoy it and slowly move into the beginning of the year, and I think that's the challenge people face. Yeah, what are some, um, what are some movements people could do, you know, if they're, if they're traveling, they're in the car, you know, like you pull off the rest area, what, what's something that's easy you can well, do? Well, one of the craziest things I always do is I just do a standing up dog down dog. So I'm gassing up, doing whatever, and I'm on the bumper of the car, and I'm doing a standing up dog down dog, and I play around with that, or I'll do a half moon against the wall, or I'm leaning against the the car, or whatever it is. So I'm always doing that kind of stretching, and people are looking at me like, what's what's wrong with that guy? But reality is women sitting in the car, or when I'm on a plane. It's funny, I'll go up to, when I go to the bathroom in a plane, I'll stretch there in the flight attendants, you know. Like, hey, and then so once in a while they ask me, what are you doing here? I'm just doing some little stretching and, you know. But we need to move the body regularly. And when we're not moving, the energy gets poor. Again, motion is not, is, is such a great thing for positive emotion because the mind and body all work together and the nervous system's a big deal in this time of our world. And when the nervous system gets out of balance, the anxiety, the fear of the future. But movement takes you back and kind of comforts you gets you out of your space, and especially when you work on your balance. Like if I'm doing a half moon or whatever, it really washes your brain. So right. that's why I think movement's such a big deal, whether it's the holidays or not, we need to continue to move on a regular basis. Cool. So you, you kind of mentioned this earlier, um, what are some things you can do to help manage stress and you know pressures surrounding you know your your you know planes trains and automobiles to hang out with your family or you know maybe you don't get along the best with your family or there's you know there's the holidays can be kind of a stressful time for some people what are some ways to kind of help with stress well i think one of the things that i try to do more as i've gotten older now i'm 64 um, i try to create more stillness in my life my day some days days are get really busy but if you can take 30 seconds 60 seconds and just being still. And when you do that, it's one of the greatest things to help. And then if you can do be still and work on your breath. So those are the ways that I kind of try to calm my, my nervous system down personally. And as you know, you're the same way, but I love nature and I love being outside, whether it's crummy outside or whatever. But there's something about being outside when I'm walking Floyd in the woods or whatever. I don't have my phone with me. I, I'm just all, you know, looking around. Again, just being, just enjoying the stillness. And sometimes I say to myself, Floyd loves to go for a walk. So if he loves to go for a walk, and I only take him for a walk three or four times a day of when I'm home, well, it's his time to shine. So I don't want to be in a hurry to take Floyd off of his walk. So part of that, I used to feel a little bit, you know, Floyd, come on, come go do your business. I got to get busy. I kind of say to myself, no, give some time and don't be in a hurry. And so when we say that with our families, not be in a hurry, 
Let's create a little more stillness and not try to pack everything in. And sometimes, like today, we were talking about doing this podcast. Hey, we can do it here, we can do it there. No, let's do it at the end of the day when we feel like we're not packing in. So again, I think stillness is what a lot of people are missing. And the phone is a big deal, especially over the holidays. Take a break from your phone. That, that's craziness. So if I call you Christmas Day, you're not answering? I will call. I will pick it up. But I'm not going to text. I'm not going to email. I'm not going to do whatever. I'm going to test you. I'm going to send you a message on every platform and see which ones you respond to. You've done that before to me. <laughs> but rare, very rarely do I. I'm not really paying attention to my phone at night. Yeah. Um, I know uh, a lot of people, um, you know, uh, this is... This is not unique to my family, but a lot of times it's like we're all excited to get together and we eat and then we, you know, do our thing and we're chatting and I look around the room and then everyone's got their phone out and then it's like, hey guys, what are we doing here? And they're like, oh yeah, sorry. You know, the, we're just, unless you've got it under control, you know. Unless you hit the easy button, right? Yeah. I, I think for me, what I usually do is I know I'm going to check it. So Christmas day, Thanksgiving, whatever, I just... You know, I'm I'm generally with the people that I know would call me anyways. And so I just put my phone off to the side and if it rings, it rings. But, you know, I'm not scrolling or... But again, think about that for a minute. That's intentional. Sure. And most people are not intentional. And so when I sit down with people and they're trying to, we're trying to create a lifestyle plan for them, stillness is something they don't really... And then all of a sudden you bring that word stillness... And everybody has their own definition of it. But how can you be still if you're looking at something 24-7? And it's interesting, a handful of years ago, we have Christmas at our house for my, my, my side of the family. And a lot of the nieces and nephews come in and they're on their phone the whole time. And I remember one time I said, okay, well, here's the deal, everybody. I'm checking the phones at the, at the door. Put them in the basket. Some of them didn't want to at all. I'm like, no, we're going to play games. We're going to get engaged. We're going to look each other in the eye. So I think that's what's missing right now. We need to do more of that. Check your phone. I'm not that important. So if you think about it, let's check that phone. And yeah. And like you said, you know, you're at holidays. You were intentional on Thanksgiving or Christmas or whatever holiday you're celebrating. It's being intentional. And then spending time. I mean, at the end of our life, we're not going to be really about well, our phones. It's about relationships. Yeah. It's about, that's the special stuff. And, and it's during the stillness where we create all our memories. You know, it's that special time where our memories are made and that's space. Yeah. Kind of my coming of age was uh, one day, you know, my growing up, my family always had, we had like very um, kind of like uniform traditions, like every Christmas up until I was, you know, an adult they were almost all identical. We did the same thing every time. And then as people got older, people passed away, whatever, like things kind of shifted and whatever. And I remember being like, let's, I think we could do more stuff. We could do better stuff. We can do whatever. And then we would kind of just do nothing. And I remember being like, you know, this is, this is not optimized. We're not optimizing our holiday. We could be doing cookies. We could be doing this. We could do that. We could do more. And then I thought about it and all of the Christmases prior to that, we did almost nothing, essentially. We just kind of ate and hung out, right? You know, play cards or whatever else. Sure. But then I was like, you know, those are all great memories and we did so much and I'm so fond of those. So why do we need to do more? And then so it hit me one year. I was like, 
why am I anxious about not doing enough, not creating enough memories when they're happening, whether I want them to or not? Yeah, they're happening organically, which is the best, right? Yeah. So get yourself a card game or we play board games or we'll play um, charades or just something like that where everybody's involved. And I think that's what makes it fun. And then you make it fun of each other and you're having fun, you're laughing about it. But I think that's, like you said, you don't have to create a bunch of stuff to do. That's yeah. what you're doing. You know, I would love the saying is the time you love to waste is not wasted time. Yeah. And I think we've all been that in our lives. And as I get older, I, it's, it rings so true that the time we love to waste is not wasted time. And so when you're doing Christmas, it's not a waste of time. It's a memory you've really embraced over the years. Sure. And you're like, what did we do? We did really not that much. But how did you feel? You, I had a great day. I really enjoyed my family and my friends or whatever you're doing. Yeah. And that's those are the special moments. But if we don't have that space, if we're jammed it all in, and sometimes people are not comfortable with stillness. Yeah. And we know that when we train people here at our headquarters, create some stillness in their life and they're, they're fidgeting and they're squirming and they're not comfortable with space. And again, if you're not used to having enough stillness, you're probably not gonna have enough time. You're not gonna feel like you can sleep and relax. And then back to your initial question about stress. So really, I think a lot of it comes to as society today is, if you looked at, we were laughing about this one time, and you've seen this, but it really hit me. I was watching a, a, a documentary on slow TV, mm. which was out of Norway. And it really hit me that they, they put out this, this program. It was a fishing trip for three hours. And they didn't catch a fish for the first hour. And they had, I don't know how many million views. And then they had such great pot, and there was no commercials. There's no script. You're just putting a camera, and you get this more than anybody. You put the camera up and just sit there and watch them fish. Yeah. And they're not catching a fish for an hour, but all these people are watching it. Well, then they had one where they went down um, one of the really famous rivers for five days. Five days, no script, no commercials, and it was the most viewed program they ever had in the, in Norway. And the United States, think about that. At night, it's it's just this blip, this blip, this blip. It's fast TV, again, trying to grab your attention. So what what causes that? I mean, we go to hotels sometimes, just on the screen, there will be some background music with an aquarium. And I'll sit there sometimes and I'll just stare at that. I'm like, that is amazing. Mm -hmm. And it just calms you right down. So I think sometimes we need more of that in our world, especially holidays is a great time to reflect and say, okay, I need a little more space or stillness in my life. Yeah. I think we get so used to jamming so much into just our, our life in general. And uh, so the holidays are a good time, even though I do think, you know, you do you do kind of need to get used to it, like you said. One thing, uh, Matt told me this a while ago, take your phone out of your bedroom and don't, and don't check it first thing in the morning. And you're kind of getting your brain used to stillness right off the gate versus a lot of people, like I'm sure you don't do this, Chris, but a lot of people, including myself sometimes, like your alarm goes off and it's on the phone and then you're like, oh, geez, I have 14 emails. I might as well get started right now. 
And then so your whole day, your day, your brain is instantly on. And then everything does seem compared to the, the intensity of ch- you know, checking your phone and then your social media and then the news and then everything else. You know, normal things seem very mundane. But if you kind of give yourself that cleanse right off the gate, then you're giving yourself an opportunity. Yeah, I mean, in a perfect world, I don't think anybody does this, you know, perfect, obviously. But you just hit it. It's that self-awareness. So think about that for a minute. Where's your phone at night? And what do you do with that phone at night? And what do you do with that phone in the morning? But these are all habits we're all developing. And I'm really nervous about the next generation because I see so much, everything revolves around that. And so if you don't have, you know, I mean, you're young, but as time goes on, this is going to, it keeps escalating, keeps speeding up. Back in the day, I always have to laugh, like, we didn't have a phone on our hip. So how do we get along, right? And I'm saying, not saying a technology is not a good thing, but certain things I think have really moved us where we're in a frenetic world. And that's where the holidays is kind of a reset button. Like, let's just slow down a little bit. Let's have a little more stillness. Yeah. Let's look people in the eye. Let's go have lunch with our, without our phone. You know, it's interesting sometimes I'll go out to dinner with people or I'll have, and they'll ask me, where's your phone? And I'm like, my phone's in my car. Why is your phone in your car? Well, because I'm having lunch or dinner with you. Right. So why do I need my phone? <laughs> now, that's an intentional habit. Now, is it right or wrong? But for me, I want to give all my attention. And we know this right now, many times, and I'm guilty of it like anybody else, but are you giving your full attention? And again, when you have that phone sitting there, that phone rings or you see it, it's distracting. You know, it's the whack-a-mole. So. I think those are things I, I hope people over the holidays might just give yourself a break from some of this, this area and really think about what's really special in your life and that's relationships with people. Can you tell me your favorite holiday memory? Oh, I got a lot of favorite holiday memories. My mother um, loved Christmas. And I think some of my memories of my mom is, is we'd always go get a Christmas tree together, just me and her. So it was just our time we would go I used to have favorite memories. My grandmother um, on my on my dad's side of the family, we were, he was an only child. So the grandparents, they only had three grandkids. And they used to, my grandma used to take us for lunch around Christmas, each one of us. And we could go to any place we wanted to. We would have lunch and we'd go shopping. Um, but those are some of my memories along the way that you, it kind of etches in your brain. I love Christmas. I always have. I like presents. I like the food. I like getting a Christmas tree. So I'm a kind of a traditional guy on that. But it's a special holiday. I love Thanksgiving. And so from basically Halloween to the beginning of the year, I love this time of the year. I love the snow. I like getting outside and maybe sledding or snow skiing or whatever. But there's a lot of memories I have. But I think some of the special ones was when my mom and I used to go get a Christmas tree, and I do that with Paula, and I used to do that with the kids. Um, we always would go get a Christmas tree. Most of the time, we cut one down, go out in the woods. Um, but no, those are some of my favorite memories, and just getting together with family, and letting your hair down. And I remember a story. My Paula's Lebanese, and it's not so much this, but she used to make these date cookies at Christmas. She'll make them this year. She makes them every year. And they're just come out, they're airy and they're amazing. I don't know if you've ever had one of her date cookies. 
and she makes a bunch of them. So years ago, I'm coming downstairs, and this is Christmas morning, and the date cookies are coming out of the oven. I haven't had my wheatgrass, I haven't had my cod liver oil, I haven't had my oatmeal, I haven't had anything. So on an empty stomach, I just said to myself, I'm just gonna have a couple date cookies. And at the end of the day, true story, I had 23 date cookies. And my glucose level was off the charts. I was a mess, I had no energy, I was always wanting to take a nap. And I remember my family saying, what's wrong with Mr. Positive? Why is he not positive today? And I was in a coma most of the day. So you just have to be intentional about some of these things, but those are some fun memories. Um, the cookies, the decorating, you know, it's all those special times. You know, Matt talks about this a lot. He's He had a great presentation. Um, I think it was, what was it called? Food is Mood or something like that. Basically, gut-brain connection, everything like that. You mentioned your mood was kind of off when you basically just ate cookies. Like your breakfast was- I couldn't stop eating cookies. Pounding cookies. I had two cookies, I have another two. You know, I just kept going all day. Yeah, so, um, you know, I, <laughs> I, can, I can definitely- pinpoint also when I don't when I don't eat well I don't feel good and I'm a little bit more cranky than normal and so you know like we mentioned earlier like you're in the car you're on the plane whatever maybe instead of getting that croissant which you pack something healthy so when you show up to the family you know occasion Christmas or whatever you're in a good mood and your your brain's in a good spot because your gut's in a good spot and you know again back to intentionality so if i'm trying to come there with a lot of energy and just feeling my best i'm going to try to set that up and that's going to be your morning ritual and that kind of thing and then when you get there if you want to have a glass of wine or a beer or some pizza or lasagna or a cookie or two it's not a big deal you've kind of set yourself up but if you already go there like i did with the cookies i had a heck of a time that day and it was christmas i felt bad because i kind of spoiled it for me because I didn't have the energy like I normally do, because I couldn't keep my, I couldn't stay awake. I was constantly wanting to take a nap or eat more cookies, and that's what I did. So yeah, that's a that's a big deal about the mood and you know the energy and all that. And people sometimes don't equate that it's all coming from how your your how much sleep you get, how you're breathing, how much you're drinking, you know what you're eating, and all that stuff that goes with it. You know, I could only imagine, Chris, you don't drink coffee, but imagine you had a pot of coffee and all those date cookies. How great you <laughs> I would be in trouble, that's for sure. So, uh, yeah, I think, can you just recap it for me? You know, um, just just not to have a guilty holiday. You know, what is, what is yeah, it? Yeah, I think the big thing is, is people just need to be intentional. Um, and, and enjoy yourself. Again, what I mean by intentional, if you're going somewhere, you're kind of like, okay, I'm a, I got a plan. I'm going to go there. I'm going to have a glass of wine or whatever. I'm going to have a cookie or cook much, you know, whatever it is, but don't feel guilty about it. Move your body. Don't get out of your rituals too bit, too much. You know, do all the stuff that you normally do, but not having the guilt that comes with it. And I think the big thing over the holidays I try to do is create some space. So I'm not, you know, uh, in a frenzy, I'm not hurrying, and that here comes that stillness. And when people have that, that's a fantastic way to recover. And I think sometimes, as I mentioned before, the time you love to waste is not wasted time. If you want to watch a movie, it's not wasted time. If you want to read a book, it's not wasted time or puzzle or whatever you want to do. 
But those are intentional ways to create stillness. And I think that's the, what, in my, for me, that's what the holidays are all about. Sure. Creating that recovery and stillness. So I think um, one thing that's dangerous about what we teach is that people might take us too literally and they might give up some of the things they love after hearing, you know, like we kind of joke about like coffee or we joked about this or that, you know. Um, can you talk to people about, you know, about how strict you need to be with with all these healthy Well, like things. I said at the very beginning, I think if, a, if your lifestyle is too rigid, it's almost impossible to sustain. And so that's why diets don't work. That's why, you know, the certain exercise routine doesn't work. It's too rigid. So there's certain times of the year you need a little more discipline than others, but you want to create a lifestyle that's fluid. So it flows. And so, for example, the holidays, I'm going to let, I'm going to let it flow. And I'm going to do things I don't normally probably do. But then after the, you know, the holidays are over, I get back into my plan. I'm going to be a little more dialed in. And so instead of being the 80-20 rule, I might do the, you know, 60-40 rule over the holidays. But I'm coming right back into it. But I think when people learn how to pivot, and that's what we're really what we teach, and they learn how to make it their own, they can feel like they can go and have this or that and not feel guilty. And I think that's why we want to do the podcast that, People don't need to feel guilty over the holidays. So is it true that that sometimes skipping on some of these liberties or leave, leading a healthy quote-unquote lifestyle can actually lead to the worst outcomes long-term with your health? Well, I find myself, like I've done 10 bodybuilding contests, and it really allows me to really get more dialed in if I've had some liberties along the way. So I'm going to be much more intentional I get really focused, and I don't feel like I've been deprived at all. And so certain times of the year, if you feel like you're constantly deprived, you know, I'm eating less calories, I'm only drinking water, I mean, whatever it is, people feel can feel a little deprivation. You really don't want to create a lifestyle that you feel deprived. So, you know, for me personally, I like to eat these certain foods, but occasionally I want to have some lasagna or maybe some spaghetti with meatballs or some pie or some cookies or whatever it might be. But if I do that, it's easier for me to come right back in and be a hundred, you know, dialing in. So I think during the year, back to the fluid, the more it becomes fluid, the more easy it is to sustain. And then what I find over time for many people I've worked with, as they become more fluid, it becomes even more fluid, but it may be getting a little bit more healthier. So now they're not feeling deprived at all. It's just what their normal is now. And so now they're not feeling like I'm deprived at all. I'm like, this is what I do. So like they always ask my daughter, Kristen, hey, does he eat? She goes, he eats everything. He just doesn't eat it that often. So that's the key, I think, for most people is they want to have a lifestyle they can repeat and not feel like they're always being on, you know, too healthy. So yeah. uh, one of my favorite things Kristen has ever told me is, you know, food is love. And I love the example that she gives if she passed on all the delicious desserts that her mother-in-law made, how would that make her feel? Because she's the healthy girl, you know, pass on her famous cheesecake. Like, you don't, this holiday season, you don't have to be the person that's like, I'm too good to eat, <laughs> to eat all the good stuff. Well, it's right? like I'm up north and having a birthday cake for a 90-year-old. I'm not going to, no, no. I want to pass on that. I want to have, yeah, it looked awesome and it was awesome. So that's, that's exactly right. I mean, you can pick and choose. Like Kristen, you know, like I remember one time we're driving, 
home one time and I asked my wife and I said, hey, Paula, who do you think is the healthiest you know, eater in our family? She said, oh, you are by far. I'm like, nope, it's your daughter. I said, her lifestyle looks effortless, effortless. And it is because she really embraces that thought. Like, I don't have any guilt. I'm going to do this and do that, but she doesn't do it very often. So I think that's the key over the holidays. We do not want to bring guilt to it. We don't want to bring anxiety to it. Create some stillness. Enjoy what you're doing and enjoy that time. And then you can get a little more focus maybe after the first of the year. Yep. Well, I think we're going to end on that note. So happy holidays, everyone. Anything else, Chris? No, I'm uh, always t- nice hanging out with my my red bearded big buddy. So it's always awesome. So thanks <laughs> yeah. for doing this today. Uh, quick plug, if you want to see what I look like, <laughs> you just got to watch this on the app. Watch it on the app, right? <laughs> All right, Chris. Well, happy holidays. I'm going to be out of the office. so. And by the time you get back, the book will be here. There so, we go. And See we'll, you next we'll get year. That, we'll get that audio going. Good to chat with you. See you guys.